0: Welcome to Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. I am Becky, and joining me for this episode is Jenny. Hi, Jenny. Hi, Becky. I am slowly working on getting you to the dark side of romance. You think? I do. I think. I've got you reading this series. (laughs) I got you to read Amanda Richardson. Like...
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: You're... you're
1: tinkering. It's, it's the gray. It's like, yeah, it's just stepping my
0: foot in. Well, because the series we're gonna, we're actually going to talk about the first three books in a series, um, for this episode, and this series kind of goes a little darker than what you typically read. Yes. And a little kinkier than what you typically read. Yes. <laughs> so this is like a little outside of your um comfort zone.
1: Yeah, I would I would say it is. I think the, like, overall theme, like, definitely plays a role in my, like, for it. Why well,
0: you like it? Um, yeah. So on this episode of A Quick Shot of Romance, we are reviewing the first three books in the Fractured Ever After series by M.L. Philpitt. And actually, this series was recommended to us by Patreon member Stacey.
1: Yeah.
0: And it has us in a chokehold.
1: It does. <laughs> so each
0: book is a different fairy tale, tale retelling,
1: right? But not in a cute way. <laughs> it's not kitschy at all, right? Um. So let's. We're gonna
0: go the first three books. We're gonna tell you the title, the fairy tale that they are doing, and then when it was released all these books are available currently in Kindle Unlimited. Um and then we're going to get into like how the fairy tale retelling is done cuz we don't often talk about okay. fairy tale retellings. Um and there are lots of authors doing them, but sometimes it's not done well. I would agree. Yes. Um okay, so book 1 in the series is called The Hunt and Illusion. It's a Cinderella mafia romance. It was released January 2023. So this is Cinderella. It's enemies to lovers. Yes. And, and true enemies to lovers. <laughs> like,
1: like, like, I'm going to kill you, enemy to I've lovers. been sent here to murder you. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, and it has a corresponding kink, which I never thought about before until I read this book.
1: But it fits. It does. Yeah. I mean... He's hunting for somebody that lost their shoe. <laughs> right. So the kink
0: in the hunt in, in Illusion is primal kink. And yes. he chases her more than once.
1: Yeah. And not like a
0: little. <laughs> and I would say this series does kind of have to be. I would You definitely need to read book one.
1: Yes. So I tried to skip like book two and go straight to book three. I would not recommend it. Okay, because I'm on book five right now. There's six total. (laughs) Listen to you. (laughs) Yeah. Um. Okay. So
0: release date was January 2023. Okay, book two in the series is Craving in Slumber. It's a Sleeping Beauty mafia romance, and this was released March 2023. It is Sleeping Beauty, and I will be very honest. I thought the kink was going to be, like, the Sleeping Beauty (laughs) Yeah, I was afraid of that, too. Um, It was not. It wasn't. It was over-the-top, touch-her-and-die vibes. He's her bodyguard. Like, if you are looking for, oh, my God, crazy
1: protector. Right. I mean, well, because part of it's his job, right? But then he, like, definitely goes...
0: Above and beyond. Above and beyond. I think <laughs> one of the cutest things in Craving and Slumber was so the heroine, very much like Sleeping Beauty, is sent right. away from the family at a young age to protect her.
1: And yeah, she's isolated for 16 years, which is like, I think that's, well, I don't know, my fairy tale like knowledge is not.
0: I think that's exactly what it is in Sleeping yeah. Beauty. Yeah. Because it's on her 18th birthday, right? I
1: think so. She like pricks her finger. Yeah, pricks her finger.
0: And so in the Sleeping Beauty fairy tale, there are three um, witches, fairies that take care of her um, while she's, you know, being in exile. And in Craving and Slumber... She has three nuns at the convent school that she was sent away to stay at that are called uh, Meriwether, Farrah, and Fauna. Yeah. Which I thought, that was so great. It was just that little bit of fairy tale without being kitschy.
1: Yeah, because they're not, like, I don't know, super, like, sparkly people. Like, they're realistic people, but Yeah. Yeah
0: i think the great part in craving and slumber is she's technically promised to the son of another mafia family yes
1: she is like he, and she's supposed to be pure right <laughs> right but she
0: is a virgin in this right if this did have yes, vir- she is yeah but it was but it it made sense that she was because she had been Hidden away she, yeah, from everything. I, yeah, isolated. Um, And then she has to compete with her brothers. And one of the interesting things, and we'll get to that. I guess we'll wait. Let's do Beauty and the Scars, <laughs> and then we can talk about the setup of who this family is. Um, all right. Okay. So Beauty and Scars is the third book. It is a Beauty and the Beast mafia romance. It was released May of 2023. This one has all
1: sorts of little twists in it 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 really does and they def she definitely like made the beauty and the beast pieces like work maybe it's because i'm most familiar with beauty and the beast like i caught more of them but, yeah. yeah i think that this is the one that la- relied the heaviest on the
0: fairy tale yeah
1: um, I can see- yeah
0: you know because in the cinderella one it was her shoe but also her phone Yeah, and then it was the chase and the at midnight, and it was at a ball. Outside of that, we didn't have a fairy godmother granting wishes. It was her stepfather mm-hmm. pushing her to do bad things to entrap the. And he wasn't really a prince. <laughs> he uh-huh. was not even likable at the time.
1: <laughs> He's still like. Sometimes in the other books, you're like,
0: mm-hmm. Why are you like this? <laughs> and in book two, you know, they really leaned into the protector ideas of sleeping and beauty. That, right. You know, and
1: she, she has a sleep.
0: Yeah. So, um, but in the Beauty and Scars, we really got more of the fairy tale kitsch. But done in a way. There's more of the,
1: like, outside characters.
0: Right. We got a, um, her father's name is Maurice. Right. And he's hidden her away for reasons, which we will not spoil. And she's the beast. She's been scarred. Right. And she had a nanny, Mrs. Potts. She had a nanny, Mrs. (laughs) Potts. She works as a librarian. Oh yeah, she works at a librarian. She's the one that the boister. So like, she was like Beauty and Beast in this story because there is a Gaston styled character. Yeah, yeah. Who really needed a dick punch? Well, I mean, it.
1: He gets it. He
0: does. She is. Um, she is not connected. The heroine in this book is not connected to the family except for a very loose connection. Like it's not the sister of book one right. heroine. It's not the hero in book two. It's not his sister. Like nobody knows she exists.
1: Like, like literally no one until like the end of book two.
0: Yeah. It was really just the mystique and the way it was written. Um, I really liked it.
1: I really liked it. There's some like voyeurism. Yes. In there too.
0: Yes. Uh, Voyeurism and public. The hopes of being caught. Our hero likes to be caught. Or maybe. (laughs) I don't know um so overall the tropes of this series are mafia these are all anti-heroes it is a family series and these are interconnected standalones and we do recommend you read these in order it is dual yeah. first person and so we talked a little bit about like as fairy tales they're really great fairy tale
1: retellings yes i agree and that's like what drew me to Like in the most, like I just really like fairy tales. Um, like Once Upon a Time, my like favorite TV show. Yeah, you know it kind of does have Once Upon a Time vibes. Yeah, minus the magic.
0: Yeah, I was thinking about that actually because there's another mafia series that has Once Upon a Time vibes, but it's on the bonker side.
1: Yeah,
0: you might not be there yet. (laughs) Yeah, not yet. um so do you have a favorite couple I have a favorite couple out of these three out of these three only because I have not gotten yeah. to book four five six and seven
1: <laughs> there's only six <laughs> and then there's
0: the other series like well so there's so we didn't talk about this yet so while you think about your favorite couple I'm going to give some ideas on the family Okay. So the family piece is very interesting in this book because the hero in book one is not the eldest son. No. He's yeah. not. The eldest brother walked away from the family in hiding after something horrible has happened to him. And his name is Hawk, and I don't know if Hawk has a book. I yes, Hawk does have a book in a different series. It's in a so this is a spin-off from another series. Correct. But nobody in the family has really talked Saul or spoken to Hawk in a very long time.
1: Yeah, like they, they just kind of act like he does not exist.
0: And the parents, the guy that's the Mafia Don and his wife, they are not likable in the first two books.
1: Um, They don't give. much better
0: (laughs) yeah book three they seemed a little better so i had hopes but
1: (laughs) they were they were kind of on the like peripheral in
0: book three maybe that's why um
1: so book the
0: hero from book one he is the head of the family now the mom and dad are just
1: really figureheads yeah because he's under boss his dad is still boss but like he's pretty much doing everything
0: yeah um so this brother hawk who has not been in with the family is kind of out on the periphery and he makes an appearance and you want his story you need to know what happened but we learn at the end of book three that something else is going to spin off at the end of this
1: series so she, like, weaves a tale, M.L. Philpott. Right. Yeah, because, like, as I was reading, like, book two and three, I'm like, she has to be a plotter. Like, yeah, there's no way. Just the way she, yeah, she really interconnects things. So do you have a favorite couple in these first three like, books? In these first three, I think so. Who is it? Uh, Isabel and Rocco. And that's book? three beauty of the scars
0: and I would say craving and slumber really liked that couple because he was willing to die for her
1: yeah like yeah.
0: he was willing to say you know I mean he loved her at the risk of his own life
1: yeah because he I think I mean this isn't really spoiler he like at the end is like look if she doesn't walk down the aisle to me like somebody's gonna die yeah yeah yeah.
0: Um so darkness level because you are not traditionally a mafia reader.
1: No, I'm not.
0: You don't mind a gray hero, but you aren't big into death dark
1: <laughs> killing.
0: <laughs> and especially book 4. So book
1: 4 is a Rapunzel retelling. Yeah, I would say that's um that's probably the darkest of the series that I've read so far. Like I'm probably like halfway through book 5. Um yeah, it gets it's like book four is on the edge for me like <laughs> okay um
0: but darkness level like but i think it's a good entry to
1: mafia oh yes so yeah because there's there's not like i mean there is some blood on the page but not
0: well and at least in the first three there
1: is consent yeah there's consent in all all of them that i have read so far okay which is very important for me right um even though book four is like oh yeah like i said it's more on the edge for me there's yeah there's clear
0: consent yes um so is there something you
1: love about this series just how well she like drops the like fairy tale stuff it's not like there's enough of a difference that you don't know what's coming like it doesn't follow like step by step like fairy tale
0: yeah it's not um you don't see the ending I mean obviously we're going to get an hea but the the story takes its own unique twists and turns
1: right and yeah some like especially like with beauty and the scars like some things would happen and I'm like I would think like, oh, I should have seen that coming because that does fit the story. But like she does so well, like focusing on the character connection between the couple too, that like sometimes you're not anticipating.
0: I will also say with this book in this series is that um, she does a really good job with the lore of the mafia. The family is not so gigantic or so ridiculous that you're like what the heck there is one clear enemy until there's this secret society ish that is floating on the outskirts but it doesn't really at least in those first three yeah fully I would
1: agree affect the series right and again like going further like as I read like book for she does a really great job of like slowly introducing that other component instead of like just like fully emerging you yeah in it yeah um
0: so yeah if you're looking for kind of a grayer mafia that does, fairy tale retellings very very well you should check out the fractured ever after series by ml philpitt now you're gonna keep going on with the series
1: yes i am i'm on like book five now and then i think books i'm pretty sure book six is the last one and then i'm gonna go to the. the uh, well i'm gonna go to the seven okay um they're coming out this spring and summer Uh, Jenny is lost to the Montreal. Oh, that was another
0: thing. It takes place in Canada. She's a Canadian author writing a Canadian mafia in Montreal. So you get some of the, like the French Canadian vibes. Right. Book five is in New York. Okay. Oh, right. Cause that's the little mermaid retelling.
1: Yes.
0: Yes. Okay. Um, so anyway, if you have a series or a book you think we should review for A Quick Shot of Romance, send us an email to thebees at bookcaseandcoffee.com. Jenny, thanks so much for reading Mafia with me. <laughs> You're welcome. I enjoyed it. <laughs> Excellent. Until next time, everyone. Happy reading.
1: Find us on Instagram at Buzzing About Romance or on Twitter at Buzzing Romance.